space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. saying is so true never beam down to earth in a red shirt unless you're scotty yeah but how often does he ever get to go on away missions damn it paul he's an engineer not a reconnaissance scout <laughs> <laughs> what i want to know is why they switch colors from next gen onward how come the engineers on enterprise d and voyager wore gold accents while the command teams wore red well, probably to attract a rapidly diminishing pool of cadets who were headed for the red shirt brigade you gotta admit, the away team seemed to get all the action, at least. Like all those planets with the hot alien babes. Or the green or any color. Well, that didn't seem to matter to Captain Schwanky Schwank Kirk. I'll bet McCoy had the largest stock of penicillin derivatives in the entire Federation. Just to keep Kirk's, uh, <clears throat> phaser from falling off. Oh, once you go green, you can never go back. Oh, I love those Orion slave girls. Um, guys, do you really think you could, um, well, you know, with them being green down there? Phew! Starfleet's nothing but a big space navy and haven't served for a few years in the navy myself. I can personally say that more than a couple of my shipmates would have jumped on any kind of female after a few months at sea. Yeah, I should have seen these guys, green, blue, or otherwise. Oh, are you saying that you? Nah, I behaved myself like a gentleman throughout my entire tour of duty. Hey, guys. Hi, Hi Tosh. Working hard, I see. Hey, this is a vital part of the creative process. We have to get inspiration from somewhere. And wasn't that sci-fi convention you went to this weekend good enough? That rock. I can't believe I finally met Linda Harrison. She played Nova in the first two Planet of the Apes movies. Did you know that Nova in Spanish means doesn't go? <laughs> well, I bet she went pretty well with Charlton Heston. Especially after he realized he had not a shag in 2,000 years. How can anyone resist a Sheila dressed in scanty animal skins? Or a gladiator. Hmm. In leather armor. You know, it's too bad Roddy McDowell and John Houston are no longer with us. I really would have liked to have heard what they thought about my performances in our Apes production. Dude, they would have asked you for your autograph. Oh, please. <laughs> hey, did you forget you actually did sign a few autographs when we stopped by the Blood Moon table? Well, it was kind of hard not to. As soon as Eric spotted me, he started shouting and pointing at me that I played Mac on his Trek show and the Doctor on Doctor Who and would sign any Blood Moon CDs that people bought at no extra charge. Oh, you certainly upped his sales, though. Yeah. To one guy visiting from Canada. Canada? Yeah. Heard me on a Sonic Society podcast and somehow recognized my voice. Eric even let him pay with Canadian dollars. That's what we need to do. Move to Canada. Sell CDs of our stuff and actually make some money around here? Nah, we should do our own Star Trek show. There are billions of fans all over the world. We'll have an instant audience. Yet one more Trek show? 
Like the world needs it. We just need to give it a different spin, you know, like Blood Moon did with the Department 42 files. They tried to do that with Voyager, and what happened? The Borg showed up every month and got really lame, except for Seven and Nine, and we were stuck with new aliens whose alienness consisted of oddly placed nose prosthetics and bad wigs. Really creative there. The only cool thing about Voyager was that they had a female captain. So do you think Janeway and Chakotay... Don't go there, Paul. Hmm. Guys, I think we may be on to something. An all-female crew, all dressed in tight silver outfits like Jerry Ryan. Better. Naked? No. We need to break the fanboy image associated with Star Trek. Voyager was close to doing that. No Orion slave girls? No Vulcan officers in t-shirts standing in incredibly chilly cubicles? And no badass semi-immortal scoundrels with fantastic one-liners? Then what's the point? Are you saying we look into reaching new demographics? Exactimundo. Look at Body Slam Alley. What's to look at? It's an audio show. Hey, I was just kidding. We make the show more violent? The crew is made up of wrestlers, and instead of phasers, they fight aliens using garbage can lids and sledgehammers and stuff. No, 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 you're missing the point. I'm talking about writing. Most Trek stuff tends to be written by guys, and as such, they have certain archetypes, cliches, and predictable fanboy stuff in them. I say we find a couple of women to write up a Trek show for us that is not only cool, but explores new angles that our warped little minds may have missed. Space Sheilas! You know, that's not a bad idea. Max, I mean. I certainly wouldn't mind playing some sort of executive officer on a starship. Captain Tasha and her crew of bare-chested space gladiators! Yeah! I know a couple ladies over at Blood Moon. One of them helps me produce Doctor Who, and they're really talented. I'll ask them if they're interested. Cool! Although, I can't picture a starship with lace curtains on its portholes or flowers lining the cargo bays. You're dangerously close to becoming a mole rat, you know. Who could think I love Kevin Smith movies? I'll go dig up some effects. Hey, maybe I'll want to do some post-production on it. I'll thumb wrestle you for it. Okay, script fans, the girls have come through. In front of each of you is a draft for our proposed new Trek series. Star Trek. Archie Mindy. Cool! A series about cadets in the Starfleet Academy? Hmm. Well, that's different. But what's with the title? What would really be good is if we could have Fiona Khan and Shire Smith turn up to talk about this show. Guys, Fiona Khan and Shire Smith have just arrived. Sometimes I feel like our entire lives are scripted in advance. Like fate? Predetermined destiny? Or random causality. Eh, more like contrived plots for the sole purpose of amusing ourselves with abject silliness. Hey, Fiona does a great Scots accent. Hey. Don't tell me, Shire. Vermontian. Vermontite? Vermin? Vermonter, moron. Have a sandwich. Um, avoid the ones with the pork and apple sauce. Some sort of delicacy from his homeland. So y'all have pitched us an idea for a show called Star Trek Archie Mendez? It's kind of cool. I've often thought that Hispanics are underrepresented in the Star Trek universe. Um, actually, it's Star Trek Archimedes. <laughs> Say that again. Well, Archimedes. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, I got one. 
Say, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins? Oh, for the love of me. All right, all right. First one of you to ask her to say I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod gets locked up in a closet with Bernsey for the entire weekend. Yeah, how about saying there can be only one? Actually, we came here to talk about our serious idea. I'm kind of done with part of the ale, same <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> you can stop with the accent. She's Scottish. She has an accent and it's a damn good one. At least she doesn't say push and chups. And there isn't a fruit named after her countrymen. Eh? Ladies, in short, we love the script. Now let me clarify. The Archimedes is a vessel used for training purposes by Starfleet Academy, yes? Yes, sir. The series focuses on cadets assigned to her and their adventures. Call me Lady again, and your head might make a good hood ornament for the ship. Anyway, it's different from most Star Trek audio and fan works, because the main character's actually learning to be space explorers. Sounds great! And Fee's gotta produce and mix it. Even better. That'll actually help our workload. Hey, I won the thumb wrestling match. I'm supposed to post on it. Dude, your to-do list is 18 pages long. And your 50-pound sack of coffee beans is almost empty. Oh, actually, we love to host other people's work on BrokenSea.com. Feedback is a good example. Did you guys know the official Feedback comic book is now available nationwide from Dark Horse Comics? How's that for a shameless plug, audio fans? Can we focus here? Well, I think Star Trek fans will embrace your idea wholeheartedly. Can we have putts in it? Maybe. Sure. I'll bet we can find... Some use for you. Ensign, redesign that resign sign. Captain, we can't take no more. She's gonna blow. Captain's log. Need to work out more. So many ways to accentuate the positive. Meep. 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 And that was meant to be. Treble. <laughs> oh. Well, it gets our vote. The show, that is. Not the Tribble impersonation. Yay. <laughs> Okay, you guys are so gonna get hugged. Thank you! We'll let you know when we've got your first episode in the can. Smith Archimedes, two to beam up. Wait a minute. How did they. Hmm. Now I wonder if we should classify it as fan fiction or a reality show. Well, there goes our budget for this week's episode. Ah, uh, we'll make it up next week. Hey guys, the Archimedes cast list is out. Look like we all got parts in it. Yeah? Let me see. Lieutenant Gabriel Sarosh. What kind of name is Sarosh? It's Persian, Paul. It means prayer. Oh, I'm not even going to ask how you knew that. So what am I? The ship's chaplain or something? Now there's an irony. <laughs> you can be their father Mulcahy, like on MASH. Kindly, but stern when the crew needs it. More like Father Hackett on that British comedy, Father Ted. Drink! How'd you do, mate? I get to be one of the cadets, James Brewer. Probably because of my great youthful voice. Me too. I'm Cadet Camelia Bailiston. Hmm. I wonder if she likes chocolate. Huh? What'd you say? Huh? <laughs> I can't hear anything. <laughs> How about you, Mac? Don't tell me. You're the captain. <laughs> Better. Hardcore special ops tactical advisor and weapons specialist? Close. Martial arts instructor. And I'm a hologram. Woohoo! 
I wonder if I'll get to teach any of the cadets how to use a flying guillotine. Now that would be cool. Boy Chang Mech, Shaolin Time Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see Bill's name on the cast list. I heard he did an audition. Well, why not? Probably because whenever he and I are in a Trek episode together... <laughs> My character always ends up beating up and killing his character. No, wait a second. Here he is. Lieutenant Jacob Sanders. Don't tell me. The ship's cook. Specializes in fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's so funny? We're just looking at the cast list for Star Trek Archimedes. Did I make it? You sure did. In fact, we all did. You play Lieutenant Sanders. Sweet! Hang on. Has anyone actually seen the first script? Does Matt kick my ass at some point? Do I die? Does it happen even here at Broken Sea? See? What did I tell you guys? Nah, Bill. This time he leaves you in one piece. Mac plays a hologram. So he's the ship's doctor? No, martial arts teacher. Oh, man. It never fails. I just know at some point he's going to end up wailing on me. <laughs> But you play such a great punching bag. <laughs> you just wait, man. Bane is going to seriously have his hands full before Grog and Griffin is done. You are going to get so freaking abused. What more abuse can there be than having to come up with a voice for a teenage shapeshifter in half-wolf, half-eagle form? <laughs> Dude, that tore up my throat for two days. They say one has to suffer for the sake of art. Leave Medallion's listeners out of this. Hey, have Fiona and Shire come up with a catchy opening monologue to start off each show? Like, space, the final frontier, yada yada, yada yada yada. I don't know, but that's a good idea. I'll email them a reminder. Good idea. Department 42 has an awesome one. That last line about being the desperate measure still sends chills up my arm. Yeah, dramatic monologues are a great way to start up and in shows. Well, say we give it a try. We don't have anything written. And we don't have any music queued up. Leave it to me, guys, after all. I'm the miraculous guy who does stuff. Why, our equivalent of Scotty. I'm the go-to guy from Get Going and Gone stuff. Sounding board. The final audio frontier. These are the misadventures of Gorilla. Audio Works. It's ongoing mission to produce strange new audio shows. Seek out new hooligans across the world to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Yeah, that sounds really good. Of course, if someone started talking afterwards, that would really screw it up. Oh, excuse me. Natasha Lathrop, Mark Pelita, Bill Holweg, Fiona Kahn, 
Shire Smith. Thank you. Starfleet Academy, established centuries ago as the training ground for young space explorers. Careless noise can cost lives, and as you'll find, an enemy's weapon won't always simply stun you for a couple of minutes. Yes, yes sir. We walk in the shadows of those who came before us. Captain Silas Remember that you represent Starfleet's best and brightest. Your behavior must reflect that at all times. Yes, yes sir. sir! The legends who upheld the ideals of the Federation. The Archimedes has been involved in transporting aid to the home planet of these untouchables. No matter the situation, you never fire first. This is our beginning. Audio Productions proudly presents Star Trek Archimedes. Coming soon. Mm -hmm.